Previously on Steambox Versus, Bruce Leroy, the last dragon, shared the glow. The Iron Sheep broke backs and made us humble. Michio Kaku showed us how to find dark matter. Samus and Megarad led a rap battle for the ages, and we plunged into virtual reality in Ready Player One. Will Steambox make it back to Ghibli in Japan? Will the Boston Celtics dunk on us? Will the Dragon Ball Z narrator ever join the crew? Stay tuned and find out on Steambox Versus. Hey, this is Roberto. You are back with another Steambox podcast from Highlander Charter School. My steampunk from Highlander Charter School. Please say what's up to the world. What's up? Uh, yes, today we have guests from uh, Cox Communications. They are an internet service provider uh, and other communications, the telephone, the TV, cable, all of that good stuff. We've got uh, three people from Cox with us. We've got Rosie. What's up? So Rosie is here with us. We've got Brittany. They're right there, Brittany. We got Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hi. Welcome to the show. Uh, I am happy to have you guys. And I'm looking at my notes for that third name because I'm already killing it. Uh, Dawn. Yes. Hi, Hi, Dawn. Hi. I apologize that I had to look at my notes for that. <laughs> That's okay. I promise you it's because of uh, brain injury and not heart. <laughs> it's my brain. It's not my heart. I played way too much football. Uh, that's my excuse. Um, we've got students who have been leading a podcast. This podcast is number two in the world this week. This group was uh, this group was starting the year. They were going along, but they really hit a stride last month when they were talking about love and romance. And I know that they have all kinds of technology questions for you. I know that they want to know things about Cox, how to have a career at Cox and all of that. So before I kick it to them, I'm just going to see if you guys have any contributions to the love and romance conversation. So on our upcoming uh, episode, when we talk about love and romance again, this group is going to list the top five red flags for being in a romantic relationship. So I'm going to just ask you if you guys have any input. What are what is one red flag that you would give advice to a teenager or your younger self when it comes to relationships. And it could include, I don't even mess with relationships, never have one. So choice is yours. Uh, I'm gonna start with, I'm gonna start with Dawn. Not having trust. Not having trust. Yes. So trust is important. Yes. In a relationship. Can you give me an example of what it looks like to not have trust? Oh boy. Um, to not have trust is some of that's uh, mysterious, doesn't give you all the information. Um, so if you're with a partner, male, female, um, you want to be open and honest. Okay. And I think that if you don't trust that person, that's a huge red flag. All right. All right. Trust. Brittany, how, how are we going to, what do we have besides trust? Uh, my, my advice would be to take your time, you know, e take, e explore a little bit. Take your time and explore. I think that's, I think that's important advice too. Dawn and I didn't do that because we both have 17 year old children, right? Not together. Yes. But right. we independently have 17-year-old children. Uh, we jumped right into it, and then it took us a little bit longer to go and see the world. Uh, Rosie, what would be super loud because you're a little further away? Give us, what's a red flag in a relationship? What's something that we should really be thinking about and considering and saying, hold up, I don't want this in a relationship? Um, lack of communication. That's key to me. Um, when you go into a relationship, if there's someone to, like, Dawn's point, right, that isn't... Um, trusting in you right um and communicating openly and honestly with you um that's a huge red flag because that means they're holding back and they're not being their true self um and you want someone that is going to be kind of like an open book right get to know you and um not judge you for whatever you may share with that person so i would say communication i think that's the biggest one that i'm going through right now it's not a red flag for me in the way that i'm going through it but uh, me and my partner come from two different worlds and the way we communicate is very differently. So sometimes we're saying the same thing, but we just say it differently and we somehow misunderstand each other. Uh, Brittany, how long, how long is a good amount of time to wait? Like 
like to get into a, not a relationship, not messing around. These students have been messing around since they had the internet. But, uh, but how about not messing around, but to take somebody serious, what's a good age to maybe, maybe at this age is like a good age to start taking somebody seriously or considering a relationship like that? Like a long-term? Yeah. I, I, I got married young. Okay. So, I mean, I'd probably say like 20s, like early 20s, mid 20s maybe, like starting to settle down somewhere around there. Okay, these people are all under 20s. Yeah. But when I look around this group, I have a hormone detector and it goes, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> these people have high hormones. Uh, so they probably don't want to wait till their 20s. But you're talking about a serious relationship. So maybe practice relationships until then. All right. Does anybody have anything to say about that? Can you guys wait until your 20s? For what, Daph? For a deep, long-term relationship. Oh, yeah. You can't. Okay, that's, that's what you're adding? I want to like, live my life before I settle down. Like, I don't want to settle either. You don't want to settle, and you want to live before you do it. Well, that was advice that was given right here, I think, by Brittany. I think that was, I think that was some good advice. What do you have to add? I feel like, you know, that's good advice. But for me, I, I have the feeling that it'll just come naturally, whenever that may be, whether I'm old, young, whenever. I feel like it'll just happen. It'll work out. When it happens. Is that how it happened for you, Brittany? It just happened? It just happened. It just happened, but you were ready for it. All right, we're going to get into our questions. Who has the first question, and who is your question for? You can, you can direct uh, your question at all of them, or you can uh, ask your question to Dawn, Brittany, or Rosie. Go ahead, start us off, and then I'm going to go that way. All right, so it's a pretty technical question, but I've wondered it ever since I first heard the word. How is a fiber optic cable different from anything that's older and worse? How's it better? You went off the script, too. This is not one of the questions we talked about. No. I appreciate that. I think that's a great question. Do you want to explain what coax is? And yeah, so coax um, cable is uh, copper. So your fiber is glass. So... Instead of sending an RF signal down a copper cable, you would then be sending light over glass. So it's faster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a simple way, not for me, because I'm a genius, and not for this group because this group is geniuses, but for our, our really dumb audience at home, is there a way to uh, explain how glass can carry data? Or light, how light can carry data. I, okay, so it's 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 all done by packets. Okay. So it's all carried through transmission. So you have so I work in engineering right now and basically what I do is prepare that box to be installed inside your school to get you high speed internet or to get you phone service. So all of that happens throughout the network. So there's routers. You know, I don't know if you guys do coding here, but there's routing routers. And what it does is it tells, we provide the service and it tells that service, I'm gonna send so much speed to this school and to another school, whatever you order. So that either gets transmitted through fiber or HFC, which is coax. And it depends on what you purchase. Um, is the speed or download or upload speed that you get. All right, thank you for the question. Uh, next question. Um, I have Cox Wi-Fi, it's kind of... Oh, is this a complaint center? I like it. <laughs> I get this a lot. Um, it's pretty slow sometimes, well, all the time, usually. <laughs> but my question for you is, if you had a sandwich named after you, what would it be? Okay, who's your question for? Anybody who can answer. Okay. What was the question again? If you had a sandwich named after you, what would it be? So if there was a Rosie sandwich, right? If you go to the shop and they're like, oh, Rosie's a great customer, but here's the Rosie sandwich. What's on the Rosie sandwich? Oh, it depends on the day. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm good with like a, a, a typical Italian, just with a little bit of, yeah. Give us one extra thing on it that would make it a Rosie sandwich. Probably pickles. Pickles. Sorry. Sorry. I love me some pickles. But I'm I'm not really a sandwich person, so that's why it's tough for me. I'm more of a platano, salsichon, you know? Yeah, I'm Fried cheese, like, you know, typical Dominican breakfast. 
So all my students here, none of, none of my students here know what a platano is. So let me explain to you. Uh, we had the platano conversation earlier this week. Okay. So uh, yeah, they're all vibing on the platano. Anybody else like platanos? Am I, am I bugging? Yeah, yeah. Like. I, that's what I, that's what I <laughs> Anybody else have a sandwich? Do either of you have a sandwich that would be particular? Like an ultimate Reuben. Big fan of the corned beef. Okay, the, cor the corned beef. Yeah. A Reuben. A Reuben is cor sliced corned beef, corned beef. Uh, Swiss cheese and sauerkraut. You guys know what sauerkraut is? No, but it it's pickled cabbage. <laughs> yeah, it like my worst and it's grilled, <laughs> and it's uh, everything they eat is like a favorite sandwich ever. Big yeah. fan of sandwiches. And it's grilled. Uh, Rosie, I would say if you don't like sandwiches, try Sonia's on Park Avenue and and order like the Turkey Deluxe. It might change your mind. It might change your mind. I'm not saying I don't like them, yep. but it's not, not my first It's choice. not your go-to. I feel not my goal. I want platanos, too. I'm, 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 I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> uh, what is your question for our Cox homies? Uh, I'm going to ask a question from here. You can ask either. either. Uh, if you had to ask a fortune teller a question, what would, would the question be? Real good one. All right, so you want to know a fortune. You're going to ask the fortune teller. What are we asking the fortune teller? Are we back to love and romance? Is my partner cheating on me? Is it like, uh, who's going to win the next Super Bowl? What kind of question would we ask a fortune teller? Wait. I would ask it, where does, where does it see me the next 20 years? Am I in a, did my son put me in a nursing home or? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're 20 years away from a nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows with him, but. Uh... No, I want to know what my future looks like. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of surprises, so I'd like to know. <laughs> Brittany, what do you think? What do you want to know the most about your fortune? Uh, I honestly don't want to know anything at all. All right. You like surprises. I, I'm not a huge fan of surprises, but I don't. Hmm. I, I really don't want to know anything. I just want to take it day by day. So no spoilers and don't surprise me. You're in that, you're in that little wedge in between. Okay. But I mean, historically, prophecies always come with tragedy. So you kind of, it's just better not to know. Okay. Yeah, I hear that too. I hear that too. I'm feeling you. Uh, can I ask you real quick, what would your sandwich be? My sandwich? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say a bacon, nigga, cheese with a, mm. uh, bake. a bacon, nigga, and cheese with like pancake syrup inside of it. Good deal. Is that, it sounds like a breakfast sandwich. Are we talking about just breakfast or are we talking it's about like something you can get at Dunkin' Donuts for real? Okay. okay. You know, we did this podcast, um, and uh, this my students learned how to play me. So they learned, they're like, all right, we're doing podcasts. We can bring any any guests. So they started saying, all right, let's go. Uh, we want to do a podcast with Ben & Jerry. So I took them to the Ben & Jerry's factory in Vermont, and they made their own Steambox ice cream. Uh, I took them to this place called Boston Burger Company, and they're pitching to the engineer, not a head chef, the engineer, uh, what would be the best burgers and milkshakes for their place. And if you don't know Boston Burger, uh, the reason they have an engineer instead of a chef is because they make freak like stuff, right? Like sand towering sandwiches. Uh, so one of my students, a Dominican student named Brenda Lee, she's amazing. She said, uh, because the dude was pandering my students. He was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. That'll be a great milkshake, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, uh, no, I want a tres leches milkshake uh, with churros in it. And this dude was like, go on, right? That was and is a permanent fixture on the menu. So if you go to Boston Burger Company, you can get the milkshake that Steambox made. And we have the podcast to prove it because it did, it's not called the Steambox milkshake. Them a-holes, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's a dope milkshake. What would you, would you, t what would you ask a fortune teller? Uh, to be honest, I don't really know. That was your question. I don't really know because I'd probably ask them what my future is like. Like if it's full of more good things and bad things. Okay. Like what's coming? And I won't expect. I wonder what to do with that information too. Next question. Great. Next question. Um, what was your childhood dream? Who uh who do you want to know from? We've got Rosie Dent. Uh, well, who wants to take childhood dream on? Stay with us. Childhood dream. Uh. Mine was uh, NFL. I was NFL bound, just like a lot of my students, sports bound, all this stuff. Uh, I did not make it to the NFL, but I did have a pretty good playing career, amateur. Uh, so did you all want to, did you all grow up saying, uh, I want to work for Cox? No. No. 
<laughs> is it a great place to work? It's an yes. awesome place to work. So it's a great place to work, but yes. it wasn't what we grew up wanting to do. Correct. Rosie, what would you say, what, what, what came to your mind when you were younger? I wanted to be in the music industry somehow, some way, um, either representing artists or, you know, obviously directly working with artists. Um, went to URI, had an amazing time there, um, did a couple of contractor positions, landed at Cox Communications, and I have been there for the past, this year marks my 20th year. 20 years at Cox? 20 years at Cox. And it's been an amazing journey. Um, I've had the opportunity to work to, with phenomenal people. Dawn, Brittany, I know Brittany's new to the Northeast region. She was in Virginia for a while, but um, I would say it's the people, right? You go into work every day, you wanna go into work, you wanna be happy, and it's the people that I've been fortunate to, you know, help me be there that long and make the, the journey an exciting one. What does a young Virginia person want to do when they grow up? <laughs> I always want to work with animals. Okay, not hunt them. You wanted to work with them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I always had a love for animals, so. I've only been to Virginia once, and they tried to make me hunt. I'm from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was in the service, was out in Virginia um, when we, my husband exited the service, so we, this is where family is. Okay. Not Virginia. Uh, not, it was a, it was a three-year temporary thing. Okay. What did you want to add in the ICU too? Tom, what's your position in Cox? So that, that was, he's directing that at Rosie. Yep. So um, I am the community relations manager. Basically what I do is I work on community investment programs and volunteerism. Um, so like my colleagues, whenever there's an opportunity to engage my colleagues and, you know, get them in the community, I basically organize and plan those activities. Um, also board development, there's a lot of my colleagues who serve on the boards of nonprofit organizations, so I help make that connection for them. Um, and then grant giving. So I manage a lot of the um, grant programs at Cox, including Cox Charities and our Tech Boost program, which Steambox has been a benefactor of. So they apply to the program. Um, I have a committee of employees and partners in the community that review all of the grants, the applications, and help to make decisions on who's receiving those funds. So I don't know if you want to add anything. People see your work. That's all I want to add. I want to add that people see, I submit your work for consideration so that other people can see it and say, hey, we want to support that kind of work. So uh, it's, it's wild. I'm, it's still weird to me that people listen to the podcast because it's just something that we record and do. But we have so many listeners and feedback and comments back. Like... Um, you said something on the podcast recently about love and it just got so much attention. It got so much attention and people like found it like the sweetest, most beautiful thing. Uh, and you said something on the podcast about a month ago that was really heartbreaking. Uh, and our audience really sympathized with it. Don't turn into a shell, right? Like it's all, it's all good. Um, so yeah, uh, I really appreciate Cox, uh, for being, uh, one of our supporters. Uh, I think that's been great. What did you want to add? Uh, Brittany, you said you wanted to be with animals when you grew up. Um, what are your top three? Top three animals? animals? All right. I like uh, reptiles and amphibians, so frogs, uh, lizards, snakes would be my top three. Do you like big lizards or little lizards? Uh, any of them. Okay. Are anaconda? Anaconda type thing? Or like those uh, garden snakes? You got to be loud. I've never seen anacondas, but um, I did work in a pet store when I was younger. I mean, we had snakes that were up to, you know, six, eight foot. Um, and then anything from like little tiny, um, I forget what they were called, but they're like little sand snakes. They're like that big and they kind of just bury themselves. So yeah, all sorts of sizes. Bro, are you an animal guy? No. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go to you next. I want to point out, I, I did, like, I actually made it. I was, re I was recording, I was producing. Uh, this was, I'm way older than everybody in the room. Uh, so this was at the beginning of uh, this was at the beginning of the century when hip hop got really bad to me. I grew up in love with hip hop, and then hip hop at that time was really bad. Like it became all about money and stuff, and then I hated it. And then I said, I'm gonna leave this and go do this, right? So I made it. So I'm, what I'm telling you is, it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> it's not all it's cracked up to be. Uh, there's a lot of junk up. I'm there, in a too. good place. <laughs> yeah, we're in a good place. That's right. Um, what is your question? Um, my question is, what's the best piece of advice you were ever given? The best piece of advice you were ever given, I'm starting with Dawn. Be confident. I think that was, uh, 
for the field that we're in and ever-changing things, um, I think that your confidence plays a huge part of who you are. And you may not be confident when you start your job or you start your high school or start your career. But when you become confident and you educate yourself, then it doesn't matter if it's the vice president of the company or your coworker. They're going to look up to you. They're going to know that, you know what, this person knows their stuff. And I think that was very hard for me in the beginning because I came from retail 23 years ago, came from retail, went to Cox, not knowing anything about Cox Communications. And I walked in the door, was scared to death, did my, you know, night shift and day shift and switched around. And every day I became more and more confident what I was doing. And I think that is, it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, that if you're confident and you believe in yourself, that that was the best thing that I, that I, someone ever said to me is, you know what you're doing, just do it. And I did it and I grew. It sounds like 23 years later, I'm still there. So. It sounds like you referenced Cox specifically. Was this at Cox that somebody? No, I think it's everything. Like I was an athlete when I was a kid. I grew up a robot. And um, does anybody want to know what sports you played? Hey, we all want to know what sports. Basketball, soccer, and softball. Wow. Softball for like uh, maybe 20 years of my life. And now your son, now your son plays basketball. No, he oh. plays. He is he is a big boy, but he plays lacrosse. Okay, and I sport yeah, and I, I actually wanted to become a coach. I wanted to become a high school or college coach. And, you know, I looked at it and was like, eh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm working part-time, going to school part-time. And then I came to technology and fell in love with it. And uh, I'm still here. Anybody else? Best piece of advice that you were given? Go ahead, Brittany. Uh, I'd say just, uh, like, shoot your shot, like, just go for it. You know, whatever it is, whatever you want to do, just just try at it. Okay. All right. And somebody said this to you. Somebody was like, hey, you got to go for it kind of thing. Uh, okay. How about you, Rosie? Best piece of advice. Huh. Um, or a best piece of advice. I think there's so much. Um, I, I think, right, it's important to... Um, obviously have confidence and that's something that I think throughout my career I probably like um struggled with um but it's definitely um set yourself up with some goals right like really hunker down identify three goals and work at those goals to help you achieve you know um whatever it is that you know you're focused on wanting to achieve um, so let's say, hey, I want to open up a business. You don't know where to start yet. Make one of the goals first. Learn about the business. Second goal, go meet with someone that knows that's in that business, right? Make that your next goal. So just um, setting up small goals um, so that you can achieve, you know, whatever dream, whatever aspiration um, you may have. So the name of the podcast is Steambox Versus. Uh, we did Love and Relationships. I talked about that. Uh, we're doing Joyful Rebellion, which is about mental wellness, um, in May. And this month we're featuring women in STEAM. But again, the name is Steambox Versus. And another group of students, I, one, of my, one of my really strong students uh, from another school, started a spinoff podcast behind my back. He, uh, <laughs> he started, like, as you guys are walking out, he would interview, like, on the way out kind of thing, almost like a post-game kind of interview. Nice. And he calls it Steambox After Dark. And um, he actually started to get traction on his Steambox After Dark <laughs> podcast. And then uh, another really strong student who had been helping him said, hey, I want to roll with this. And so the first one was a boy and the second one was a girl. And the girl said, um, I will be the assistant. And I'm like, but you're doing the same thing that he's doing. Why are you the assistant? Why are you the co-producer? Right. Like, doesn't that make some sense? But I think the first thing that she thought of was assistant. And I, I want to say. This might not be why she thought that way, but what occurs to me is there's like a template, right, for what a boss looks like and what his support system looks like. And there's like a template for like who should be in those roles. And a lot of times people see a white man in those roles. Uh, there's another big one. And just so you know, I take shots at our even supporters. Uh, Rhode Island Foundation, they give us money to do some stuff. 
and they were just looking for a job. And they had on me, they have an amazing black woman there who is next in line for president. So when their president left, I know personally from the inside of me that that person didn't even get looked over. They, they went right outside and they invited somebody else, a powerful white man to come and get that role. It's just what it looks like for a lot of these positions, right? And I know it's gross. I know it's sad, but I think it's important when I'm talking to Rosie and the work that she's doing at Cox, uh, I wonder how easy it was for, uh, for a, a Latina, a, a woman to, to make the come up at Cox to the, to the clout and high position that you have now. Do you have any advice for our very many, Steambox is over 60% girls. Do you have any advice for, our, and, and like 99% uh, marginalized one way or another, um, do you have any advice for our Steambox students, particularly our young brown girls, to make it? And all I'm saying is that you break that template. Mm -hmm. You break that template, and I think that's important. That's why we're spotlighting women in Steam. We're spotlighting all of you. Uh, do you have any advice for our young brown girls and boys to break those templates? Yeah, I think the most important one is to throw you, to put yourself out there. A lot of times when um, jobs are posted, when positions are posted, um, people of color, um, especially women, right, women of color, don't apply for certain roles because they see the job description and they don't meet some of the qualifications listed on that job description, right? Um, it's it's very well known and documented that white men, right, um, will throw their hat in the ring even if they just meet one of those qualifications. So the first step is to take action. A apply for the job, even if you feel, um, even if you're doubting yourself, just apply for that job because at least you are giving yourself an opportunity for someone to see you, right, to see your resume, to see your application, and then obviously have conversations with people within that, um, that department. You know, whatever the role that you're applying to, have conversations with either that department, um, see if you know someone that works at the company so you can learn more about the company. Um, but I think first and foremost is just at least throw yourself, um, throw your hat in the ring, throw your name in the ring for the opportunity. There's a lot of challenges out there, Roberto, right? Um, I think that for, for young people um, and just for people coming up, um, it's, it's learning. It's um, identifying people um, that you may, you know, connect with, having a conversation, um, and um, just obviously just, just learning, overall just learning. Anybody else? Uh, does anybody have, uh, we've, got, we've got Angela Goular, uh, Highlander Charter School, uh, you have a new role this year. What's your new role? Assistant principal for 7 to 12. Angela Goulart is a new assistant principal at Highlander. And where we are right now in the discussion, we're highlighting women in STEAM this month. And where we are in the discussion is uh, what's the best advice that you have? What's the best advice that helped you get to where you are this year? Because I can tell you that Angela fit a, a, a square a square peg in a round hole to make Steambox even happen. This is during, what class do you have this period? What class do you have at this period? They're coming from different places. What so classes? Social studies and what? History. And history. You, you gotta be louder on podcast. Uh, from so they're, they're all from different classes and Angela made that somehow work so that we can still bring this conversation to the world. So what was some good advice that you were given that helped you get to where you are? I think in general, in terms of what you're speaking about right now, it would be if there's something that you're passionate about and that you believe is important, either for yourself or to help others learn and grow, just keep promoting it and keep pushing for it. Um, and don't give up. Find the people who are going to support you. Roberto's been super flexible to um, be able to set up a schedule. Our teachers have been really flexible to set up this schedule. Um, so just things like that, finding those supports that you need and sticking with it. I appreciate that. All right, um, you talked about a couple things a moment ago, and I was thinking about that scene, like when I targeted the Rhode Island Foundation and threw mud at them, uh, that's, they, they skipped the part of the process that you were talking about. They didn't even, somebody didn't throw their name and their hat in the ring. They went out to that person and said, hey, please take this. You know what I mean? It's challenging. It's, it's, it's definitely tough out there. Um, I know, you know, some organizations are, 
you know, breaking the barrier, right? And and opening doors. I mean, look at Cox Communications, like Dawn and Brittany, where they are. Um, that's because Cox Communications is deliberate, right? In, in being an inclusive, diverse workforce. So um, they're opening doors for women, for people of color, for veterans, for individuals um, of all abilities. So, um, and I know, you know, someone like, you know, Dawn and Brittany, they could shine a little bit more light on the support that they receive, right, from their supervisors, from their managers, right? Um, it's all about uplifting our people at Cox Communications. That's what we're trying to do. That's what we continue to do. And um, so, yeah, I don't know if Dawn and, and Brittany want to add anything there about their experiences. I actually started in a department that was run by women. There was all women supervisors. At a technology company. Yep. It, back in 2000, all women supervisors, a woman director. And um, I have to say, you know, you kind of, and a couple of people have uh, just recently retired or getting to, ready to retire. And uh, they were like another mom to me. They were pushing you. If I asked a question, they would go out and find out the answer. They, you know, they really took took me under my wing and I was just like, hey, listen, I don't know anything about this. And my coworkers too, you know, I mixed, I worked with a mix of uh, men and women and they were, I just think Cox is a great environment. They was, it was never like, no one ever looked down to you. It was just like, we were one team and we worked together to get the result done. So, and then I moved to another department in Cox business and it was more men than I'm uh, more women than men, and now I'm in the complete opposite. I work the East Region in engineering. There's 305 employees on the East Side, which is Rhode Island, Connecticut, Cleveland, Florida, Georgia, and all of Virginia. And there's 300 people, and 26 are women. So, to my intelligent young women in this group, I would just say there is uh, there is a need. Yes. Or uh, gender diversity at uh, at that department, anyway. What's your question for Cox Communications? What are some things on your bucket list? Some things on your bucket list. Who knows which amongst you knows some things on your bucket list? You know things on your bucket list. Go ahead. I, the question was for them, but I want to hear yours now. Um, to like make my child's life easy. Your child's life. Yeah. So your bucket list is to be a great dad. Yeah. That's that's yes. awesome. That's one of my, that's one of my challenges too. I I hear you. I think I'm doing all right at it, and I think you'll I think you'll do all right too. Do you guys have any bucket list items? I'm gonna retire. I'm on the downhill slide. You want to retire? <laughs> yeah. Do not look. I I I don't like to comment on people's looks. I'm it 45. People in trouble, but yeah, you 45 is very young to be talking. No, about my parents. Is Cox that good? Is Cox so good that at 45, you're like, I'm good. I can retire now. I mean, uh, how many years have you been with the company? 23, right? Yeah. So it's like, damn. Yeah. Right. So I want to, eventually my son, he's 17. He's a high school student right now, a senior. He is um, uh, applying to colleges. We're waiting on a few more. He's doing ROTC, which scared nice. the crap out of me. Um, he wants to be in the military. And... I was not a big fan of that, uh, but I kind of took a step back as a parent, yep. a high school parent, and said, I'm not going to live my life through you. I don't want you to go to the military. I'm scared. My dad was in the military. His father was in the military. I don't want you to do that. And he looked at me and he said, Mom, this is what I want to do. And I said, okay, one thing, I want you to get your degree because I feel like in the country that we live in, I feel like we need to be a little bit more educated. I wish I had, that's one regret I do have, is not to get my degree. But he said, all right, I will do um, college ROTC. And I said, do it. And he has proven me wrong so many times. And uh, I think that, you know, you guys gotta choose what you wanna do for your future. And don't let anyone hold you back well you've got Brittany here for advice right for mm -hmm. advice for somebody looking to go into the military uh Brittany uh so so I'm gonna ask your bucket list item right but also 
Uh, the military talks about something that she was talking about, like get your degree. She was tying the degree to military. And I see a lot of commercials that make it seem really simple. You come and do military and boom, we got you. Are they capping or is it that easy? No, it's, it's that it's that easy. You go in, they just, um, I think when, when I got out, I got out in 2019, I think they just started where like you don't, there's no time and service requirement to start your tuition assistance. So you can go right into the military brand new and start college online or in person, depending on where you're stationed, they have plenty of resources for that. I currently use my GI Bill, super okay, easy. Yeah. Um, but the idea of getting your degree beforehand gives you that advantage of uh, between officer and enlisted. More flexibility, more options. Um, what would be your bucket list item? Uh, I, so my, uh, my five-year-old was born in Hawaii and okay. uh, we really like to go back out there and uh, so she'll actually remember what it looked like, you know. Nice. Take her back out. You want to go back to Hawaii. That's a bucket list item. It is a bucket I didn't list finish item. my bucket list, but I want Oh, I'm sorry. My parents moved to South Carolina. I'm a big golfer now, so yep. I played all the sports, and now I'm a big golfer. So uh, not a good golfer, just a big <laughs> fan of golf. Um, so I want to, uh, I fell in love with uh, outside of Myrtle Beach, and I fell in love with it, and that's my bucket list plan is when my son is done with either college or he's on his way to move down there. Back to and, Myrtle Beach. And down there, yeah, for good. South Carolina. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's South Carolina, yeah. Bucket list, travel the world. Do it. Just travel the world. I want to be able to see um, Egypt, um, New Zealand, Thailand. I just, I want to travel. What is, what's the nicest place you've been to so far? What's, what's been your heaven? What's been your heaven on earth? Oh, I would say Dominican Republic. Okay, that's, I mean, so that's, that's a shout out to home, right? Like you're talking about all day. You're talking about like, home base. And I'm planning to go back. I'm hoping I can go back this year, but um, I, I would say Dominican Republic, and I want to get to know it in a different in a different way, right? Because um, I have family there still. My father lives there, and I haven't been able to really um, like go to where my mother's from. And yeah. my mother's from El Campo, which is like you know um, the, the um farmlands and like you know just it's more rural than anything and that's what i want to go and kind of be entrenched in i've heard people say they're scared to travel to dominican republic because of what they see on tv or because of its reputation what would you say to those people um there's some um, there's drama everywhere you go there's violence there's you know chaos there's wherever you go i was just having this conversation with my sister so we're supposed to be going to mexico for um my sister's birthday and I've been to Mexico probably three times already. Yeah. No issues, thankfully. Um, and so my sister just posted something talking about now I'm scared because they. they because of the incident. An right. incident that just happened. And I'm like, but that can happen anywhere. Right. Like I could walk out today and God forbid things can things happen. So yeah. I would say, obviously, you always have to be cautious when traveling anywhere, especially overseas. Right. Um, so just be cautious and um, and. Um, yeah, and, and just, you know, just be aware. Rosie, it was Iceland for me, and uh, I thought that was the place. And then it was Scotland, because I thought that was the place. But you mentioned already New Zealand. New Zealand changed my life. Stop. I had a moment, <laughs> I was looking over Queenstown, and it literally, I said, hold up. I'm doing my whole life different when I go home. Oh. I'm doing my whole life different when I go home. Traveling, they say, is the cure. Uh, they say traveling is the cure to ignorance. So just so you know, traveling is kind of a big deal. I think Rosie's on to something. Yes. Um, you had something that you wanted to add. I'm sorry I took so long. Make sure it's nice and loud. Talk to here, not there. My question is for Rosie. Yes. Um, were you born as in I was not. I was born in Long Island, New York. Um, moved to Rhode Island when I was probably two years old and have been here ever since. And I absolutely love every minute of it. My parents are from Dominican Republic. So I've been fortunate to visit. Um, but not as often as I, I would have liked to. Yeah. Are you from Dominican Republic? Yeah. Was born. You Do you born? have an aunt named Alexandra? No. No? Okay. Dominican family is that close. Dominican <laughs> network in Rhode Island is like, oh, you must be somebody's cousin. Uh, what is your question for uh, our women in STEAM panel? For all of you, what would you guys do if you weren't afraid? All right. If you're not, if you weren't afraid to do something, 
there's something that you're not afraid to do, what would it be, or that you're currently afraid to do, what would you want to do if you weren't afraid? Skydive. Oh, you would skydive. <laughs> You're too scared to skydive, but if you weren't, you used to not be it. afraid of heights, and now I, I don't know. Skydiving is a good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Rosie, I'm what you got? Top one, I think. But I'm gonna go with. Um, for me, it's public speaking. To be honest with you, it is, and it's it's part of my role. But I like, it's something that I always. Um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to get in front of a crowd. And Do you know how many listeners we have? I know. <laughs> I know. But see, this is different. I'm speaking with all of you. Right. To stand, in, stand on a stage or stand in front of a crowd, um, I just, a lot of times I let my nerves, just like my anxiety and everything just build up. Um, I get through it, but that's, I wish I was. Uh, and you would never know because she's like. I know. Complete professional up there she's outstanding but i wish it was more free like like that i can get up there and just like him like just i'm sure i'm sure you already know this <gasps> but uh you'll hear it when when i send the link so you guys can hear back uh this podcast is introduced by the person who introduces dragon ball z that cartoon yes. like that actual person introduces okay. uh the work that's happening here people listen you're speaking to a lot of people right yeah. now and you don't look afraid uh what would you do if you weren't afraid Jump out of a plane. You jump out of a plane. Okay. Also yes. skydiving. Yes. How about you? I know you want to model. You talked about modeling before. Ah. Are you afraid? Are you scared to model? No. You have no fear about that. You're ready. You're gonna. When you're passionate about something. It's not really that you're scared of the. Okay. The king. So, mm -hmm. so what is it that you might be afraid to do, but if you weren't, you'd do it. I'm not said. You're not sure. Oh. Like sword fighting, but actual sword. You want a sword? Wow. <laughs> Yo, that's a dope answer. <laughs> you want to challenge somebody to a sword fight? Like a duel. And do it. Nice. She said, nice. All right. That's the go. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Rosie from Fox said, let's go. So, you a sword. You versus Rosie. Like, no. It's going to happen. No, like, hang here, nothing. Like, this. So, that, oh, like, no. like, if you die, you die. No. Oh, <laughs> my whole body out of there. Like, I'm on. All right, That's so, what I'm saying. If I wasn't afraid to it, I knew I was going to doubt. I, there's probably some rich people who listen to this podcast who are going to be like, I want to take her challenge. Here's, for me. Here's some money for Steambox. Uh, I'm going to keep you alive. What is your question for our women in Steam panel? Um, what is something that, what is something that said the law in your life, but that was worth it in the end? I'm going to repeat that. She's a little further away. What's something that took a lot in your life? Uh, but was worth it in the end. So it's got to be easy for a mom, right? Like, is it having a child? <laughs> um, yeah, being a parent. I think that was, and at the time, you know, I was going through a divorce when uh, my son was three years old. It was, it was, it was a hard time. And Every day I would get up and look at him and be like, I'm doing this for him. I'm going to keep going to work. I'm going to keep trucking. I'm going to. And the other day when he first got his acceptance letter to college, you know, because I was on him, on him, on him, middle school. And his first acceptance letter, I just stood there. I went to the mail and I knew it. And I just stood there and I saw it to ball. And I just said, oh, my God, I did it. Like, yeah. I did it. And I look at him today, and he's so proper, and he's a good kid, and he can be a little punk, too. But um, that was the, the hardest part, but the most rewarding part. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I'm so proud of him. And he went for his ROTC interview in a suit and tie, and I was like, so nervous for him. And I just started crying, man. Like, oh, my God. This is what I did. I created him and I helped him and I'm you know and now I have to go be free so congratulations and I think that was the hardest part and especially being divorced and being young and the kids don't know any difference but kids adapt this is a new challenge know? because he's getting independence now yeah but then so are you right so yeah now we got a yes. phase of your life <laughs> yes uh, give me a challenge that you had to overcome uh but was worth it I mean, becoming a Marine, that was a, that was a big challenge leaving, you know, 18, so fresh you, out of high school. Do you walk in there and they're like, here's a helmet, 
We good. No, no, they, it's a lot of yelling and screaming. Why? Yeah, that's, they want to break you down, break you down completely. They build you back up as a new person. Interesting. So, so there's a lot of yelling. Is, is there a lot of push-ups? There's a lot of physical activity. Okay. It's uh, something called IT. I think they call it intensive training now, something like that. But It's not internet techni- technology. No, right? it's not. Yeah. Okay. All right. What did you want to add? Um, were you on a boat when you were a Marine? I, I did not go on any um, any boats. But Marines do Marines go on. Marines yeah. yeah. We do go on ship. Hardest challenge that you've had to overcome that was really worth it. The most rewarding challenge that you've had to overcome. Obviously, for me, it was it would be being a mom to two girls. Like that's 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 and doing it by myself. Right. I mean, I won't say completely by myself because I had a, an amazing support support system. My mom, my family, my you know, um, and my daughter. This year is going to college, so I I when you were saying that, you know, seeing your baby receive. You know, an acceptance letter, that for me was like, wow. Cold? She's 18. Okay, and the other? And my other daughter's 17. Wow. So I have a junior and a senior, and um, back-to-back going to college. Um, I would say that would be number one challenge. Um, I would say another challenge is um, going through... um, just my own personal growth, right? right? And um, seeing me for for me, um, yeah, yeah, I've been through a lot. I could see, I could see it in you. So the audience at home can't see it in your eyes, but I could see it in your yeah. eyes as you're telling me. Yeah. I want you to remember me when you're sitting in Queenstown. <laughs> when you're sitting in Queenstown and you're reflecting on that, <laughs> I want you to remember that. I, now I'm giving you that moment. That yes. moment is yours. Remember, yes. I, I'm telling you that moment. That's my prediction. That moment is going to yes. be yours to reflect on that yes. and really know that you've overcome. Did you have some that? Yes. For Brittany. So, would do you? Re- I have a friend that wants to be a Marine. Would you recommend it, or do you? Would you not have met? No, it was it was awesome. I don't regret it a single bit. Awesome. It wasn't traumatizing. No regrets. She was yeah. yelled at. She was put through physical. Uh, difficulties, no regrets. Were you amazing at the physical difficulties? I was, yeah. I don't know why I could see, I could see that. That's what I could see in your eyes. What I could see in your eyes is that physical difficulties is like nothing for you. What did you want to add? Would you say you made really good memories? And- really good memories. Um, Cause you get put in these um, stressful, you know, tough situations. Um, there's a saying we say, and it's um, embrace the suck which is like you're just putting these like really bad situations and it's a team. So you're there with the, with your other Marines and you build these bonds that, you know, can't touch any other bond in your life. So okay. those memories just stick with you. Are you still cool with anybody? Yeah, I have a lot of friends still. Is that like a, is there, is there a lot of that? Is there a lot of like camaraderie that comes out of that? There is. There's a lot. Yep. I could probably travel the whole country and make a stop. Wow. All over the place. What did you want to add? Um, did you ever go in the gas chamber? I did. I was in the gas chamber. Yearly requirement. What the hell are you talking about? What is a gas chamber? Like, we got put this, this, I think it's mustard gas or something. So yes, yeah, it's close. Okay. CS yeah. gas. You take off the max and breathe it in. Oh. Golden entities. Huh? Yeah. Wow. They want you to know what it's, what it would be like to feel like. So. Can you describe to us what it was like? I know I've got two more questions and I don't want to lose that but can you give us a quick description of what that was like it's like when you breathe it in it's um it hurts it's like a sharp pain and it just makes your your eyes your nose everything just all the fluids just come out of your face why do you know this I I usually watch like I used to watch um like people go through camp or something okay what I have so many follow-up questions but I don't have time for that (laughs) uh Thank you for your thank you for your question. I know you had some add on too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving if you don't mind. Um, I had, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, what is your question? Super loud because you're way out here. Okay. Um, my question is, if you could fight one celebrity, who would it be? <laughs> no, I've never heard that question before. Okay. Wow. Do I have to win? That is all. I want to fight Elon Musk. Uh, oh. I know that question's not for me, but I want to fight Elon Musk. 
Uh, he looks like he'll have that. He looks like he'll have a whole different kind of special kind of strength. Uh, so, so I'm not bullying. I don't feel like ninja like. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I, I want to fight Elon Musk, and uh, and Kanye West. <laughs> I'll probably take the rest of the podcast naming names, uh, right. so I won't do that. Who do you want? Who do you want to fight? The former president. Oh, <laughs> now there's a lot of former presidents, and I think most of us can assume the most recent former president. Yes, the most recent yes. former president. All right, all right. I'm afraid to make a martyr out of that mm. dude. Uh, I see you. I'll come to you in a second. I'm leading with love. I don't want to fight anyone. But you I, got- I, you gotta. There's already too much drama in the world. I'm not trying to ask. All right, good answer. All right. So, uh, to the world at home, uh, I know you guys can't see us. You can only hear us. But she said Will Smith. She just <laughs> found that. She got to fight Will Smith. She said for playing the genie and ruining it in Aladdin. Uh, that was Robin Williams' role, and we all know it. Um, okay, so Scary Marine. Now that we know that you are can take mustard gas. Uh, who do you want to fight? We already know that you took down Osama bin Laden, and I have questions about where that body is buried. Oh, God. But, uh, but who would you fight? A celebrity, somebody that we all know, who would you want to fight? Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> because she has the nerve to make a brand out of just existing. Is this it, or is there more? I think I could take her, and I think I'd make money off of it. Okay. Ah. Oh, okay, you're going to monetize it. There you go. You're going to monetize it. Monetize the suing. Yep. But she, he, she, here's how she'll win, because her dad is a defense attorney, and if she kills Kim Kardashian, her dad already got murderers away, right? Like, her dad got O.J. Simpson off, so you hire Kim's dad, Kim's own dad, and then boom, you're good. That was a plot twist. Uh, what is your question for our Women in STEAM panel? I question it. Just to add blue, it's like, who are your heroes? Like? Who are our heroes? Everybody, please stay with me until the end. I'm going to try to take a quick photo. Who are our heroes in life? All right. So, my parents. So Dawn. Dawn's parents. Yeah. All right. Um, and what about you? Who would you say are your heroes in life besides Kim Kardashian? My grandmother. Grandma. Me too. I got to go with grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's my mom um, and my dad, obviously. So my parents and my daughters. Um, thanks to my daughters, um, I was able to push through a lot of the, the obstacles that were placed in front of me. They inspired me every day. Um, so I have to say my, my girls. Okay. Do you have a historical character that you would point at and say that you also looked up to them? Uh, somebody who we might recognize their name or something. I got to think about that one. All right. You got to give this. Who are your heroes in life? Besides me, besides, no. I know everybody, listen, audience at home, everybody right now is uniformly pointing at me. Yeah. Uh, besides me, who's your hero at home? Positive. Positive view at mom. Mom. A lot of mom answers. A lot of mom. Do you, you still don't have a historical uh, on? Uh-uh. Okay. All right. Rosie said Robin Williams because he was the <laughs> ultimate genie. He was the ultimate He's genie. Awesome. And, uh, and that's what it was. So for our audience at home, thank you for listening to our Women in STEAM series. It continues next week with the homies from Highlander Charter School. Uh, Steampunks from Highlander Charter School, get your energy together. And please say peace out to the world. Bye. Bye.